Hello, welcome back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast for this week's uh, episode of the uh, uh, One and Andrew's Q and A weekly Q and A. Um, as you know, I'm joined by Andrew. How are you doing, Andrew? You've right, had a busy weekend. <laughs> Happy weekend. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Busy, busy getting ready, ready for my holiday tomorrow. So, loads to do. But yeah, it's been a been a great weekend football wise, isn't it? Can't really oh, complain yeah. about anything. You know, <laughs> Arsenal winning, Man United losing. Yeah. West Ham losing, Chelsea and Tottenham dropping points, even though Chelsea, Tottenham should have lost. Um, but yeah, it's been a good weekend all round, mate. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. As I say, match day two, and we're already, we're already either three, six points or two points ahead of our rivals now, respectively. Oh, rivals, sorry. Um, and we're joined top five with Man City. And yeah, the only, uh, the only two teams with 100% record so far, which is quite amazing, really. After just two games, but uh, I'll take it all day long. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And then as I say, I think I think in terms of today's result, with them, the, the other two, the two the other two London teams, that was like the it's like the best of a bad situation, really. Being a draw, that's no one won. They both dropped points. We've we've pulled away from both, and it's just like. It, but yeah, yeah that's, that's I'll dodgy take call. it. There's dodgy calls that game now. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, I mean, honestly, that last-minute goal, I mean, come on. I mean, you just see that the hair pulling dragged him to the floor. Well, the literally, it wasn't even like it was by actually just yanked. Right in front of the ref. And VAR looked at it and seen the aggression as well that we've all seen. No, play on. Mike Dean he, again, apparently. Oh, for God's sake. But I mean, how I'll, I'll, how <laughs> how can he still have a job? I know, well, well, he did us a favour yesterday, so I'll never say a bad word again about him. To be fair, I mean, to be fair, but, it, that, if that had been given yesterday, Jake yeah, Vardy, I know. The dive, I'd have lost my mind. I know exactly, but yeah, that's him all over, isn't it? Um, uh, how that wasn't disallowed, it was just. Unbelievable, unbelievable decision. I mean, that is if the, if I can't get that sort of thing right, what is the point in VAR? What is the point? This is the thing is, it's only match, it's match day two, and we're having these issues issues already. Yeah, yeah. Because people again will say it again and again in terms of the, the idea of VAR isn't the problem; it's the people implementing the fucking thing over and over and over again that do it, keep messing it up. They don't. They change the rules every fucking season to benefit them in. And when the season mm. starts, they have the big, for the season starts, they have this big meeting. Oh, this is going to da 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 Match day one, match day two. And we're having literally people's hairs being yanked out of their head. Uh, what was it? Um, last, there's incidences last week where players only lost their legs. Mm. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The rest of the not no play on. Unbelievable. I know. You know, we've had our own where Jacob it wasn't anything that made us lose the game, thank God. But you know, where Xhaka got booked for diving, and then um, that's but a bit random. But yeah, a bit of a random thing. But yeah, I love Anders Limpel. Um Yeah, where was I? Was I oh yes, and you know, but you know, the one get guy gets booked for diving, the other guy doesn't get booked for diving in the same game. Um, it's just so. Ridiculous, and obviously there's the same referee involved in when it's the same game. So how can you not have consistency there? Things like that, and you know, they, 
obviously dangerous tackles going completely. Uh, I mean, Romero should have been sent off in both games so far this season. Yeah. Clearly. And was his name's not Granite Xhaka, and he does have a cannon in his shirt. Nothing gets yeah. done. Just yeah. so. No, exactly. Exactly. Sorry. Um, but yeah, the, the referee. Now, I don't want to get bogged down the referee. It's no. boring. We don't need to talk just about what it's just... Just repeat ourselves every week, otherwise. I know. Exactly. There's more important things and more interesting yeah. things to talk well, about. The important thing, we won our game. The main thing was we won yesterday. We're going to Bournemouth. Away from home on, on Sky, we're going to win there more likely as well. Confidence wise, where that's going, we might have Tillemans by then. <laughs> Rumours, rumour has it he hasn't left the Emirates yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well, obviously he didn't have the best of game again yesterday, and people saying, "Oh well, we sh- yeah, we shouldn't buy him anyway because he was didn't play well on the day." But, but you know, I, you can't forget how good he is as a player, and he would improve our squad. And I'm sure working with under Mikel Arteta in this team. He would just come, you know, bring the best out of him, you know, get back to the best form that we all know that he's got. So I still would love to get him aboard. Um, but nothing seems to be happening. No, do you think Granite, though, yesterday, knowing that there must, he must must know that obviously of all the positions in the midfield, he's if Timmons was to to come in, even if he weren't coming, Zinchenko's there, but his position in the midfield is the one that most up for. Do you think his performance yesterday was a, a message to Tiedemans? If you are going to come, I'm not going to go mm. down lightly. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 only going to be a good thing for the squad, isn't it? If yeah. Granite says you're getting my position over my dead body and plays out of his skin for the rest of the season, then happy days. You know, <laughs> none of us are going to be complaining about that, are we? Um, so uh, it's the same for Kieran Tierney. It's the same for... Tommy Asu is the same for loads of um, players across the pitch. They've got competition now for their their place, and um, you know Martinelli and Smith Rowe obviously having a battle. And the only winner is going to be Arsenal at the end of the day. Mm. So uh, if Granite starts thinking like that, then great, you know, because he needs that pressure on him. He said in the All or Nothing documentary, didn't he? That yeah. He wants the pressure. That's why he's a professional footballer. That mm. comes with the job, and he, he thrives on it. So, bring in someone like uh, Tiedemans, and um, we'll see how he carries on performing. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And as we just take, take it, we take it game by game. Especially, we keep. I keep saying people we get bored with saying it, but we've got a World Cup slap bang in the middle of the season, which means we're going to get a congestion of games before the World Cup. So we need to do, make the most of what we've got, make the most of this time frame, and literally use, the rotations in our squad is going to be um, going to be interesting, so we say. And just praying, praying, touch a lot of wood that uh, we get no injuries, but long-term injuries, even if it's little niggles, no injuries whatsoever. Because I think finally we have got. In terms of when we have a fully fit squad, we do seem to, it does seem very very strong now. Like I was saying yesterday, the lineup came out that um, you compared the bench from yesterday to the previous week. It looked so much stronger, just with two players coming back. The three, sorry. Sorry, I am here. My, my fans just bloody stopped working. Well, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's not what you need in this heat. <laughs> 
No, no. Oh my god! But no, I was saying, I was saying, literally comparing yesterday's bench to um, the the bench against Palace. Obviously, the Palace bench we we saw we failed. We saw the weaknesses there mm. in terms of how lightweight it looked. Compare it to uh, yesterday where we took Tommy Ashley Smith and Tinny all came back. Suddenly, our straight our bench even looked stronger. Yeah. We had more options if we wanted. Yeah, definitely. And it's only going to get even better when uh, Vieira's properly back on, you know, in contention. So yeah. he can have a position on the bench. And if we do bring another couple of players in, they're going to be on the bench too, unless they dislodge other people straight away. In which yeah. case, those starters will be on the bench. I mean, yeah. It's a win-win or either way around. So um, it's honestly, the, the whole squad... It's like chalk and cheese from this time last year, isn't it? Already, mm. just within 12 months. Yeah. So, um, it's very, very exciting. Really exciting the way things are going. And um, every player want, really wants to be here. You know, might have to still have the odd one or two. You know, most obviously, you know, players like Nicolas Pepe, I'm sure, are a bit up in the air. But, the, you know, these players are very fringe players anyway at the moment now. Um, mm. you, Ainsley and, you know, Reese and players like that. So th- we've got a few players that are probably still, you know, heart got one foot off the boat, if, if you like. But um, it, it's only looking good. It's only looking really positive. And I've been joking obviously, today and yesterday that we're going to do a Leicester 2016 and just surprise people, <laughs> go and win the league this year. Well. <laughs> I'm only like... I'm obviously joking about winning the league, but I think I still think we're going to have an amazing season and, and shock quite a lot of teams along and professionals along the way. Because how many? It, we all saw that um, graphic that was going doing the rounds uh, before the season kicked off with all the professional pundits mm. and predicting what? their top, yeah, their, their league table. And I think only one person, I can't remember who it was now, one person had Arsenal in the top four, didn't they? Out of what twenty odd? Oh bloody hell! I think yeah. it was. Um, yeah. so Neville, just... they had the uh, the usual suspects City, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Tottenham. Chelsea, I think Chelsea, pretty Tottenham. much, I think pretty much all of them had Chelsea and Man United mm. pro- ha- having more of a chance of finishing in the top four than we, us, yeah. you know, Arsenal. And yeah. how they're going to have egg on their faces very, very quickly because I mean, wow, the main we haven't even spoken about the Man United game yet. <laughs> it's just unbelievably hilarious. Long may continue. I mean, even even they surpassed themselves yesterday by going four 0 down after thirty four minutes. <laughs> it was just brilliant. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was just Making laughing. My head off. The day goes by. I know. <laughs> I know. It's just absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's probably jumped right ahead to the beginning. Of the, Front of the, the sack race already, old uh, Ten Hag. That would surprise me at all. But we've got we've got a couple, got a couple of questions from uh, Nemeth in the chat, and we've got one question from Ray as well. I don't know. I don't know do we really want to take Stuart's question seriously? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe we'll see how, we, how many questions we get in. <laughs> yeah, we've got in the chat as well. But we've got the first one from Nemeth. He was asking, "Do you think we'll sign anyone else during this summer?" Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, my fans have come back on. I'm well happy. Um, <laughs> little things in there. It is, yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here sweating. Me. Uh, yeah, you don't. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stop the, the sentence there. Um, 
Yes, I do. Yeah, I do think we'll sign a couple more players, to be honest. Um, well, I say a couple more. I think we'll definitely sign one, possibly two. And everyone's seen, again, probably the image that's been doing the rounds so far of um, Edu flying off to Valencia or wherever mm. it was um, earlier on today. Yeah. Um, so that looks quite positive, considering we're very strongly linked to Jeremy Pino, who's um, looks really quite an exciting yeah. young player. Um, so that we'll see how, how, how that goes. But I, I still got a sneaking suspicion we will get another midfielder in as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I do, I mean, just to answer the question, I do think, yeah, we'll get another forward player and midfielder. Yeah, I, reckon, I do say, as I say, the fact that we've, we've seen it go do the bounce today in terms of going to Valencia this morning, jumping on a plane to Valencia this morning by the Luton Airport and all that. Um, I think that would be the winger in terms of, I think that would be the next one, position-wise we'll sort out, the looks of it, by going by what we're seeing today. I mean, as I, I've said in terms of Tienemans, I think that'd be the last thing we do. I think in general, Tienemans or another central midfielder, I think that'd be the mm. last thing we do in this window. I stand by it. Until, until, improved, until, until improved otherwise, I think that'd be the case. I've I got a vision of... Um, sorry. Yeah, I was right, saying, I'm, I'm, no, go on. I was, was going to say, I've got a vision that right late on in the window, Tienemans... Might hand in a transfer request just to push it through. I was just sorry, as I've seen Stuart's um, his comment in the WhatsApp group. I know. Oh, is there a new a new one after the question? It's like, I think he's watching. He just said, "No, genuine question." <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, we'll answer it later. <laughs> the listeners and the watchers, you guys have no idea. Wait till you hear the question, and you'll understand. <laughs> no, but sorry, you didn't try, but yeah, you're saying you've got this vision of last uh, team and ending the contract request, um, transfer request. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I think so. I it's just it's all down to posturing about uh, the fee. Um, they're just Arsenal are just going to try and get in a reduced fee. Yeah. I think he will just really want the move. Um, and, yeah, he probably may well, a day or two to go, you know, even on transfer deadline day, it might be one yeah. of those situations where he hands in a transfer request. Just to force the, uh, force the uh, issue, basically. Like, no, I don't want to be yeah. here. This is where I want to go. Let me go. I feel, I, feel, I kind of feel sorry for the Leicester fans, though, because in the midst of all this, they've lost, obviously... Uh, I don't feel sorry for them one bit, but yeah. In, no, in the sense, <laughs> that, obviously with the ownership um, coming up from the championship, they won the league, they've maintained this sort of established Premier League club now part of the furniture, they've got themselves into Europe, they've brought in Brendan Rodgers as well to get them that one step further. won the FA Cup. Bottled, well. They won the FA Cup, but he bottled fourth twice, two times in a row on the last mm. day. And then, and then literally, obviously with the owner's situation as well, in part, in passing the way he did and his son taking over, then winning the FA Cup in his in his memory and all that. Then that and just out and over this year, it just seems like what for me, it just feels like the owner doesn't have faith in Brendan anymore. He literally just yeah. like whatever's gone on last year, there's something's gone on clearly because he doesn't, he doesn't they don't sign no one. And they might they might sell um their, their centre back as well. Uh, 
They look, yeah, they're they're the same. Lost to Michael. It looks like team, the team has wanted out for over a year now. It looks like they're going to lose him. Newcastle want Madison. Chelsea want Fafana for 85 million. Oh, well, they're, they're going to get him for 25 now. They need to, they owe us a massive bottle of wine because after yesterday's performance, Martinelli ripping him to shreds. Must have halved his transfer fee, at least. <laughs> so. Yeah, Fafana did struggle massively in terms yeah, of what he had Not only ripped him a new one, to be honest. No, but yeah, he's just... <laughs> <laughs> It's just like you've gone through, you've like got, got this great squad, and there's just out of nowhere, they, they all either they either won out or it's in the clubs, it doesn't seem to you know, have, either have the gumption to sack the manager, don't have faith in, or are willing to sacrifice the squad for a short on the short term for the long term. For the long term, in terms of short term, they'll get rid of eventually get rid of Brendan once they do well, the magic seven games. If, um, if they, I mean, if the worst case scenario happened for them and they sold Madison, um, for Farner and Tiedemans, I would, I would seriously question whether they would stay in the league. Mm. I put them right up there as really I mean, struggling for, for relegation because look at last season, they were dreadful last season already. Yeah. And then, yes, you look at yesterday's game twice, they got the they both. both both goals that are scored are handed in basically because poor, poor goalkeeping and poor just communication for the poor communication and goalkeeping and defending for the first goal. Everyone's just not one individual mistake, but it was collective there. Then the poor goalkeeping for the, the uh, medicine goal. But in both incidences, within a minute of that, of them getting themselves back into contention for the game, we got the other end and put the ball back in the net and killed the game off again. Mm. And that's right. we've not seen that from Leicester for a while. Not again. You know, I was praising it from the Arsenal perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I love to see that. It's like that sort of how dare you score against us? Now we're going to punish you the first opportunity. And we did. Um, but yeah, for your, if you're a Leicester fan, you must be very, very, very worried about what your season holds up. They've got no, they've got no, no European football this year either because they fell out of all the spots. Um, yeah, it's gonna be. Imagine they, do, imagine they do get relegated. Bloody hell! I I can't I can't believe that they uh, or one of the other clubs. I can't believe really didn't push forward with their interest in Leno. Um, I mean, mm. look at their goalkeeper yesterday. He's he's showing that he's hardly had any football in the last few years. Um, so he looked really dodgy um, for a start. You know, they were. Weren't they one of the other clubs that were just slightly rumoured to be interested in Ainsley as well at some stage? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they need something. They, if they go through the, this window and not assign any players, it would just be quite frankly unbelievable, you know, mm. for a club like Leicester. Um, anyway, I don't know why we're talking so much about that. No, 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 but yeah, no, it's it's um it's funny old situation down there, that's for sure. That really yeah. is. It is what it is. But another question from Nemeth as well. What do you guys think of Josh after watching All or Nothing? The documentary is referring to. Yeah. Um it's 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 we've had the conversation before about the Cronkies quite recently as well, haven't we? Um I've, the one thing that gives me real hope is that as 
as I mentioned, was it last week mm. or the week before, about Amy Lawrence, who's mm. obviously met him and interviewed him. And she was asked a question on the uh, Handbrake Off podcast with The Athletic, saying, um, and I think one of them said, well, if he if he does love, he, he says he loves Arsenal, you have to take it with a pinch of salt. But and her reply was, he does love Arsenal. He does love the club. Mm. Um, and she's obviously a real, real staunch Arsenal fan. You can't find a bigger Arsenal fan than her, obviously, across the years. So I'll take her word for that. And that gives me a, that gave me a lot of hope when I heard her say that, because I do trust what she says, because uh, she's only got the best, the club's best interests at heart. Yeah, she's a, she's one of us herself. So, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. So that that that's really good. I really really enjoyed hearing those words come out of her mouth. And um, I'll reiterate what I've said before. I'm content. I'm not going to go overboard, but I'm content with the ownership at the moment. Though they've made big errors, but it looks like they are doing their absolute best to. Um, make them right, um, and they're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But we could have far worse owners <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, uh, we don't have to relitigate everything they've done wrong. We've been through it all in several podcasts recently, and we all know all the issues that they've they've had in the past. Um, but what I'm seeing on the pitch and what they're doing, uh, you know, they're. they're they're not just talking the talk, they're walking the walk at the moment with regards to the backing they've given the manager, the amount of money they're putting into the club. Don't know. We'll never find out 100% that probably where the money's properly come from hmm. for all these signings. But at the end of the day, they are liable for it, whatever happens, because they're the owners of the club 100%. So they're liable for all this money and they're willing to spend it and back the manager. So regardless of where it comes from, they are doing the right thing. Um, yeah. So since 2018, um, they've corrected the mistakes of the wrong hires that they made at the top of the club mm. uh, eventually. And now it looks like they've got all the right people in place and they're, they're fulfilling this plan that they've all laid out. So um, I'm quite happy at the moment, quite content. Yeah. Um, I've got to be touching this before, but yeah, I mean, we've seen him, we saw him briefly in the first two episodes, in the first, well, mainly the first episode, it was in the start of the second, I think. But I don't me, like his beard, by the way. That's one thing no, I don't needs, like. He does need to change up. The, 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 COVID beard, up. the COVID beard needs to go. Utterly ridiculous, mate. <laughs> so that's the one thing I don't like about him. He's <laughs> stringy, long and stringy, yeah. Yeah, looks like Cat Weasel or something like that. Yeah, if you know, you know. Um, but no, in terms of what we saw again, what we saw in the documentary as well was very how you know when, when Josh does it, is in the country beyond the scenes how how hands on he is, and in terms of keeping an eye on things and making sure Arteta is okay, Ed is okay, not just day to day wise, but in terms of their mental health, their mental well being, how they are behaving basically in terms of their body language and things like that and that 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 goes down that does mean a lot to obviously the people in question obviously that when things get tough and all that it's good to know that your owner 
does have that side of him where you actually, well, in terms of Josh Dinway, will have that side of him where you actually put a hand out and see it, make it put an arm around and not basically be one of them ones that quick fire up bang. And obviously, we've seen that in terms of how we've approached this the, well, just over two and a half years of Arteta so far. There's been moments where you thought, this is it, he's gone. But they're stuck with him. They're stuck with him. They've got the back to him. They're two years in the trot now. Two, again, I've been proven wrong. I, I had my hands up back in, back in May. I said this was a big summer because I wanted to be proven wrong in terms of how last summer went about. Because obviously it was at the back of the, uh, last summer was in the back of the uh, Super League palaver, and I, uh, and I wanted to be proven wrong because I didn't want I, the, the the negative side of me. I say the negative side of me was thinking. That the transfer window last year was just a uh, shut up the fans, sort of. We, yeah, we fucked up, but we need to do something to shut the fans up, sort of thing. Spend the money, uh, do whatever you want, go and do it. And then we don't, but and I was I, I was hoping we'd continue at this year, and we have, but there's a cynical side of me is thinking it was just a one off thing. And thankfully, it hasn't been. We've gone and gone out and have been back together. I think we're either the top or second highest team. Spending wise, this in Europe again this this summer so far. There's still what two and a half weeks to go. Mm-hmm. And as I say, we are, we are looking at because we are looking at midfielders. So that that total so far could even surpass last year's total. So they are backing him, but this is a big criticism of the under Emmy. They didn't really back him because he wanted players. They got the alternative basically. But he wanted um, Stephen and Zonzi. We got into <clears throat> today. He they went, got the players from the up, the upside down, instead of the yeah. players from the actual world that he wanted. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually wanted Thomas Partey as well. <laughs> I want to fast forward a year after he, was it nine ten months after he left. What do you go and do? Go and get Thomas Partey. He's thinking, mm. "You bastards! Where was this last year?" <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll get to, yeah. It's, 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 it's looking good. A, bit, a lot of people, even the neutrals, neutrals are saying about this, and from like media and you, you, like rival fans and all are saying, this documentary has actually been a blessing for Arsenal and the Cronkies and Josh anyway. don't know if it's because I've seen Stan at all. But Josh, because obviously Josh, he's been the uh, first enforcer of the KSC in terms of the company, in terms of owning the club, running the club. But it's been, it's, it has, there's no one, apart from... A certain striker who's been asked, um, raised, asked a question about it a bit. I'll get them to mm. a bit. Apart from that one, that situation, episode four into episode five, that on that one player, everyone else has come out smelling of roses so far in terms of play, uh, players themselves, the, the Sackers, Smith, Rose, other guards. Um, Jack, granted, Jack in the last episode, when he, had his, when he was doing his, his interview at home with his daughters and his wife, and his wife interviewed. Arteta, even even on and off the pitch, in terms of in the dressing room, how he behaves, how he acts to bad a game, a bad a, re, a really bad game. In terms of the 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 main one was obviously that not the Nottingham Forest game. Don't off here, but yeah. how Arteta reacted at a full time, how he was so angry with the team, how they did he felt they hadn't performed, and he just vented. He completely didn't let anyone talk. He just went. Bang! Vent, 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 and then just turned around and walked out and left him to it. Yeah, mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, I've loved seeing that because these are things I wanted to see. And in terms of going back to the Gronkies, in terms of Joss, we are seeing how 
could he hear things that he does? We, we've heard these things before the documentary that he, he is very hands on, he does this, he da, 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 when he does come to visit. But we wanted to see the proof, we wanted to see that instead of just taking people's word for it, because you can just say, you can just be told it, like, oh, okay, well, you've said it, you're a credible source, so we're going to believe you as well. Whereas now we can, we've physically seen it, there's no getting around it. And I say, everyone's come out smelling of roses so far, and Josh has been in one of them, and it does seem. In the long run, in the in the long run, actually, um, since I come after the little stint at the start of their full ownership, where they make, again another thing I like about Josh is that yeah we may we have made mistakes since since becoming full owners in 2018. We made mistakes at the beginning. We 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 understand that we hold our hands up, but it's how we like any company is how you how you deal with that, how you react to that, how you move on from that. And mm. since then, since the last nulls up back back in um, the back end of the, um, the 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 lockdown season, with the uh, European Super League, so I've got brain freeze there because fucking brain's gone dead. Um, since then, we've not had anything to complain about the Conkeys because they've backed the manager, they've got behind, they've stuck by you in the different times of the start of last season, and they continue to back, back him, but they're well this mm. season. Yeah, exactly. Not much else to say on it. I think it's yeah. um, you know, we're looking good at the moment. And along with that, I mean, it, could be, it could be worse. You could we could be Man United fans. That's exactly. all I'm saying. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, hundred percent. We could be Everton fans, and all. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! Just imagine. Bloody hell! The thing is, that's another thing in terms of again another thing we sort of. We didn't realize at the time, but we sort of escaped it. Was obviously the other potential the potential ownership that we could have had that would have yeah. us last back back in the last season. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like, like with Chelsea, Mister Spotify as well. Yeah, yeah. Spot Mister Spotify popped up and disappeared after he got his little visit to the North London derby, Von Rhee and all that, and then suddenly he's gone quiet. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, just got off questions before we go to today's question. There's a not a question, but just comment here from Alpha Alpha Eagle says apparently uh, Ten Hag made the sorry, made the United players run 13.8 kilometers, kilometers or whatever. He, he cancelled their day off today and tried uh, better be off today. He brought them all in apparently. Where the hell did he come up with 13.8? Why didn't he just say 14? Just do the four, yeah. You, you close that just, that's time. just being pedantic, that is. <laughs> 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 oh my day. Uh, I've got a sort of question going back to Leicester we talked about before Nemeth mm. asking why did they sell Casper obviously Casper Smart he was well, he was well class I, I don't think it was against uh, I don't think it was of their own wanting it was no, he I just wanted know. to move on yeah. and these were the new ownership and new money and all that think about it but yeah um, they probably they, wouldn't give him the length of contract because he's what 35 I think they probably so. wouldn't give him the length of contract that he wanted, and Nice would. Um, but he also he, he just wanted a new, um, just a fresh start, didn't he? Somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know if they in the chat. We was in earlier, but Richard is questioning now. Um, thoughts on Uber potentially joining Chelsea? They clearly need a striker. I'm a bit torn on this one, to be honest. Um, well, I saw uh, the yeah, question but, earlier. Yeah. I can't. I can't really give a definitive answer on how I feel about it really because 
on one hand, I'm like, he's gone, don't care, he can do what he likes. Um, on the other hand, you know, if he comes back to Chelsea and starts banging in the goals, uh, especially if he scores against us, you'll never hear the end of it from all these idiots on, on Twitter, even though it was complete and utter fact that he had to go in the end. We've all seen it with our own eyes now from the All or Nothing documentary about what happened as well. Mm. Um, and the fact that he wasn't scoring goals for us at all. You know, all us fans, well, not all of us fans, I, keep, I don't like, I'm going to stop doing all the generalisation, but there were a lot of fans who were really slagging him off, saying he's not running for us, he doesn't care. Um, he's just given up on the pitch. Um, and our own fan base was going after him in, in droves mm. as well. So he had to go. Uh, we had to get the money off the wage bill, otherwise he would have been saddled for another season after after the last season as well. So yeah. it was the right thing to do. So if he comes back and it just stirs up the hornet's nest again, and we can all do without that because we've all got such good feeling towards the club at the moment, towards the manager, and there's never been a better feeling inside the stadium for years. So I don't want all this sort of muck stirred up again. Um, what I will say, I mean, if he did come back, he probably would start off like a house on fire, like he did at Barcelona, and then he would just tail off again, like like he's done at Barcelona, like he's done everywhere else. So um, I'm, I'm really torn. I don't know how to feel about it, to be honest. I mean, how are you feeling about it? Because one thing, they were talking about £21 million. Pounds. For free. He's what, what he's 33? Yeah. The older. Exactly. So he's like a, he's a 33-year-old striker. Yeah. It'll be a short-term fix for a long-term problem. Then about to square one. They'll pay him a fortune. He'll get the massive contract like he did with us. And then he'll yeah. be rubbing his hands together. Because he's he's got yeah. a contract for two or three years on massive wages. And they will have the same problem that we had. And the thing is that they won't get the initial success that we got in terms of goals galore and maybe the trophy, the trophy and all that. It'll literally no. he'll arrive. And as you say, you'll get what he wants in terms of the contract, the for contract and wages. And he'll just be like, no, 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 no. Be, it, the thing is, I don't think if he comes back, he'll hit the ground running like he did when he came to us all the years ago. Right. It's about not to. Now. And as we saw yeah. after we signed that contract, well, the last one with us, he struggled. Either he fell off the cliff, or it, that, that last six months, especially the last last season before we got rid of him, he was hitting the, po he was, he was hitting the post from an open goal with mm. Newcastle. Mm. It just didn't seem bothered. I mean, we went to the Anfield in the league last season. We're doing the watch long for that. And he's, he's walking. We've seen we've seen the documentary going into that episode. He wanted he wanted these players run, run through brick walls. Don't go missing. Sorry, Abamian wasn't missing in that game. He just walked away. He was just walking around the pitch. He wasn't putting pressure on the defence or nothing. No, no. And I think this is, again, this is what Chelsea got to consider. I know Tuchel's got that relationship with him, but Tuchel's got to remember he had to suspend Abamian twice for doing what he did at what he did at Arsenal because what he did that at Dortmund to come to Arsenal in the first place. Mm. And he was kicking up the fuss. So he's got to take, you've got to take that in consideration. Well, there's 
there may be there's there's not even big pros in it, not major pros in it anymore. There's, there's a possible pro if he comes and hits the ground running, but there's more cons than the, the, the cons massively weight out the pros now with a Bamio. You see, that's... if he does go, that's up to him. He's got a new squad numbers. I don't, I, I don't see it happening. If I'm brutally honest, but you never know. If he does come, I honestly don't. I'm not fearful. I'm not going. Oh no, it, they've got a goal scorer now because it won't he, last. He went, he went to Barcelona, hit the ground running for a few months, and now he's gone off the gas again. But we were a lot more worried when they bought Lukaku. Yeah, and look what happened to him. You know. Aubameyang might come in and might score on his debut or something like that, but we know for a fact it ain't going to last. Mm. We know that because history tells us that and he's only going to go one way from now on because of his age. And yeah. he's, not, he's not a Lewandowski or um, you know, these one that, uh, Benzema who are the similar sort of age, but they're still hyper sort of um, motivated that he's not like that no he just wants the money at this stage of his life to for, keep wrapping his cars you know that's all he needs the money for now and pay mm. for his uh, massive mansions and fleets of cars that he's got so like, he's not motivated by being the one of the best players in the world like Lewandowski is or mm. Benzema is it's just not that kind of player, and we've seen it with our own eyes. So I'm not really concerned, to be honest. Deep another, down, yeah. Another, sorry, another thing that Chelsea need to take in consideration <laughs> now, as you said before, we've all seen how the fallout and how how it all went about the fallout in terms of in terms of Aubameyang and what actually and how, when it happened, how what, and how who who was in the wrong throughout the entire process of him going. From being suspended to losing the armband to actually going, and I said this, and I was watching doing the thing on Thursday with um, with Gary. I was watching, we're was, was sitting here watching it, and I'm watching him. That when just before he lost, just before he lost the armband, when he got the initially got suspended, it was just as a just about to announce it to the players, his teammates that he's continuing continuing to be suspended, um, training his own. And by the way, he's he's, off, he's no longer the club captain. He's sitting in a room on his own, just sitting there, still mm. in the centre space. And it's, his body language straight from there on in gave you that suggestion. He just gave up. He was like, "I don't want to be here." And then you see the little clips where he's been taken out to his for his training, one on one training. And again, his body language, how he's talking to the coach and all that. It's just you knew he didn't want to be there. He knew he'd, he, he could tell he'd given up. He just he did that, he did have that fight, and for no. Chelsea under new ownership and all that, do they really want to take on a player that doesn't have that fight about him anymore? Like you said about obviously he just wants to manage grab his cars or whatever. And to also, where on a day on a transfer deadline day when he's meant to be at the club training ground training, he does what he does in terms yeah, of, of Barcelona. That was massively eye opening, wasn't it? Actually. Yeah, when <laughs> you realise he's in Barcelona, who <laughs> really? Uber signed Barcelona. Okay, that. I know it's, it's unbelievable what Edu's like reaction. Is he really? I, like, think, I think that moment, and obviously him seeing the video, but well, show, me, show me the phone anyway, show me the video. Hmm. I'm sure it was actually even not someone close up resembling of him. 
Oh, okay, okay. And then I think that that before you before you made the phone call to the representative, I think that was a nail in the coffin for him to fully be on our set aside. Hundred percent, yeah. Because obviously in the build-up set, he was asked by the producer, obviously um, asking the questions. Is it easy? Is it, was it easy? For, is it easy for you to back our tech in these, in these situations? And, you went, and obviously, as we know, you wouldn't know because you've got to take all the, you've got to take all these factors in, into consideration. It's a fan favorite. He scores goals. Da 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 da. The, play, the players love him. Day da da. It's like, but in that moment, I think that was the final. Because obviously, they're working on it up to that point. But I think that was the nail in the coffin that he was like, you know what? I'll tell, Mikel's right. Mikkel, in this situation, Mikel is the, is doing the right thing here. In the, for the for the long term, not just short term, but for the long term as well. Yeah, and it was just like you know what, we're not, we're not going to bend the knee for him, but we're going to make them sweat, and then we'll get what we want one way or the other. But it was just like that enough's enough. That sort of, and the, when he when he makes that phone call to Bamyang's rep, and a Bam, and the rep says basically, oh he's got his dad, he got family out in Barcelona, his dad's there. Yeah, Ed, about- Ed, Edu's response was brilliant. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're in Disneyland world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even he did enough at that point. And he's like, nah. And again, I, I, I like that about Edward because it, it shows he has. He, he'll be nice to you and all that. He's got this. He won't cause any problems. But if you, if you fucking about, and he, and he knows you're fucking about. You you won't suffer no fall. Basically, you ain't yeah. gonna sort of go. Oh, okay, no problem, sort of thing. I'll believe you. He's not he's not wet behind the ear. He'll actually come back for I mean the comeback of brilliant as I say. But yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my point is if Chelsea then <coughs> sorry, after seeing all that, now that's Ed out in the open, still want to go after someone like him? Like yourselves Good. out. Because you're gonna have Good the same luck, issue. Yeah, exactly, yeah. In a few months' time you're gonna have the same issue and then what you're stuck down you're, you're stuck down under new new ownership, by the way. Stuck with a thirty three going on thirty four year old player. Who doesn't want to be at your club anymore for six months? Who ain't and who isn't giving you anything on the pitch either? Just like a carpet. Hmm. But it's what that's to say. They took good luck to them. If they didn't want to do that, knock themselves out. It helps us. It benefits us because obviously then it, it's strength. We've got a stronger squad, and as as, we, as we've seen, and you know, I know it's only been three seasons, two games in the league, but we're stronger. We're, we're so far. We're much more stronger without him. Yeah, as a definitely. whole, and it's strength. As I say, if they do that, it will weak, weaken them, but it'll strengthen us because we can just go, okay, we know it's going to turn up for you, especially against us. Boom, and we'll just crack on and do our thing for this season and pull away. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, we've got another question here from Colonel. He's saying, <clears throat> uh, that's it. He's saying, all right, who would win if we match up the old Arsenal teams against each other? Like 71 versus 89 team and the 91 team versus the 2004 team. Who do you reckon wins? Well, it's so hard. I mean, I wasn't old, I'm not old enough to obviously remember watching the 71 team. It's only ever things I've seen on video. Um, but the 89 team to me just had so much grit and determination and skill and, you know, motivation from the manager it was unbelievable so i mean i'm going to be biased on the first one and say the 89 team because it's <laughs> obviously <clears throat> my sort of generation as is the mm. 91 team as well yeah which was amazing i mean they should have been invincible as well 
the original Vince, but it should have been, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely should have been. So, um, I mean, the eight, the 91, for me, the first one, uh, as much as I love the 1971 team as well, for me, it's got to be the 89 team. Mm -hmm. That is purely down to my personal bias because of my age. Um, but the 91 team and the 2004 team is actually harder than you think because the 91 team was vastly underrated, massively mm. underrated. Yeah. They, you could, I mean, we let in 18 goals for the whole season in that season. Yeah. 18 goals. With, so, a, new, with a new goalkeeper in goal as well. Yeah. Placing John Lukic. Yeah. So there's a lot of prime players in there as well. Um, and the defence is pretty much unrivaled to this day. Mm. <laughs> Not even like with a massively biased Arsenal Hound. I think a lot of people who know about football will say that as well. Mm. I mean, no, the 91 team, but David O'Leary in that defence as well. Obviously, David Seaman just came in that first season. David O'Leary, you got Dicko, you got Winterburn. Adams, Bold. Yeah, exactly. You got uh, uh, Mickey Thomas, Davis, Roe Castle, Kev, Kev Campbell, just that's his first full season. Yeah, uh, right. More than Limpar, we mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's just a great team, really underrated yeah. team. But the only thing is what you have to get on board with is the differences in football across the years as well and the, the advances in technology mm. and medicine <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know exactly um, the advances in football uh, with regards to medicine and diet and nutrition and uh, exercise and technology the 90 the, sorry the 2014 Invincibles mm. were just so far ahead of their time, weren't they? Yeah. With regards to that, so the, the slick football is like nothing I've ever seen before or seen since. It really, it was just breathtaking. It's far, far, far better to watch than any Man City team we've ever put out. Um, the pass, the, the pace in our attack. Uh, from defence to attack and transition was unbelievable. I've never seen it before. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. So I would have to reluctantly sort of say that 2014 would be able to overrun the 1991 team because of just the yeah. way that it, the football had advanced over the years more than yeah. anything. The fitness was a completely different different situation well, I mean, they were still down the Tuesday club at the time didn't they the 1991 team all going out of the piss and you know the fitness levels of the 2014 would just blitz them I think just yeah think about it yeah just a tad of on the 014 the Henri's Vortor Carnival Burkamp in attack Vieira uh, Gilberto Edu Ray Parler yeah. um Freddie Perez, trying to think, um, Ashley Cole, left back, Sol Campbell, Sol Campbell, uh, Lorenz Lehmann, mad German, Lenz Lehmann, <clears throat> uh, the whole Kiel team, Roth, yeah, Kiel, the whole 
the whole squad as a whole, but even if a player was injured, like for, uh, one of the first 11, you, someone would come in and they wouldn't look out of place. You knew they wouldn't no. look out of place. You still had confidence in them. The, that, it's just that unit that they had. And as you said, the fitness, especially the, the likes of the, um, the parlors and the uh, Keown and all that had come through that generation as well into the, the invincible side. It was just, even as they would say, it was different. It was different levels, different, different, different gravy. because of what Wenger then had transformed football in, not just for the club but for the entire country. As you say, the fitness level just went through the roof compared to what we had in '91. As you say, the Tuesday club and all that. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, we close, I reckon. Yeah, no one can disrespect that '1991 team. Um, it it was just a phenomenal team. And although we had the boring, boring Arsenal tag because we just kept winning games, 1-0, 1-0, all this sort of stuff, we were far from boring that season. We were the mm. top scorers in the league, but we also were the, the miserliest defence, you know, like I said, mm. only letting in 18 goals. So although we were incredibly solid defensively, we were free scoring as well. Yeah. Exciting in attack. So... And it, I do genuinely think it's one of the most underrated sides that has been that ninety ninety one side. So I'm never ever going to disrespect them, but and I love them so much. You know, it's just my prime sort of you know youth years watching them and uh, going down Highbury most weeks. But um, I have to say, just because of the advancements in everything um, from the Premier League era. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the 2014 to beat most teams on their day in history. <laughs> I mean, mm. you name it, any other of the greatest teams in across the world has ever seen mm. the 2004 side on their day, their best day, could beat most teams. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, no, it did come in 93, it came in the end of the 91 season, so we just beat, just won the league, he even said. We, yeah. He came to us as he came to us as You're defending right. champions, so it would have been summer after we won that title. But then he, he, he had to. He came to us as we were defending champions. We couldn't. We didn't win a title until '98, and he was at the door then. Yeah, no, that's very true. Thanks for the correction. Yeah, my mistake. But we still have a. Let's just say, Toby Groves, Ian. I can got me saying now. Kevin Campbell, Alan, Alan Smith, Smithy. Yeah, it's an amazing players and amazing attack. Midfield, if we just had everything, I was going to say, you yeah, mentioned it. I never really thought about it before, but now you mentioned it. I never really, I don't really get because of get it because obviously, whenever it's an anniversary for like the 70 X amount of years after 71, the club, like the club and all that do something, it's always talked about online. 89, right? So, talked about, done, stuff's done. Not, oh, you know, the, the, the Invincible team, after it was it when the, when the Invincibles um, anniversary came on the 10 year. The club, the, the club did something that they're doing. Then it's always obviously celebrated. But the '91 was never doesn't really get when it comes to the anniversaries. No, and do you know what mentioned? The other thing was obviously we had the points deduction as well, and we, yeah. we were all singing. You know, one of the best times. You know, you can all shove your two points up your ass when we read the two points point deduction. You still won the league by a canter. Yeah. It was just phenomenal, and that's when we had that famous George Graham speech about everyone hates us, and yeah. got to use it to our good effect. The media hate us, you know. Public enemies number one, 
and uh, it just galvanised the whole squad together. It just made us even stronger, and it was it was just a brilliant, brilliant team and a brilliant season. Um, mm. One that we should we should spend more time talking about and thinking about. Yeah, yeah. I've never uh, you mentioned. I've never really thought about, but obviously mentioning it as I thought about, it, we never actually, as I say, never really celebrate it like the anniversaries or nothing. Never really, never really gets talked about even online. It doesn't really get talked about to the level of an eight, the eighty nine, the seventy one, and the Invincibles. Mm. Or even in ninety eight, even even the double win in ninety eight team gets talked about more. Yeah, I know. And not ninety eight team. Me, me saying that, but I'm just saying. All, all our recent, you know, you know, in recent times, all them title wins in the recent times have always been celebrated. But as I say, the ninety-one just doesn't get really that recognition for some reason. And it was that lost one defeat, one game, one defeat, that's, and that's only because our captain was serving his uh, time. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, obviously, football values, TV, that comment on the screen. Yeah, well, exactly what I just said. I you know, yeah. totally and utterly agree. I loved every minute of going to Highbury yeah. that season. And mm-hmm. um, the next question, with regards to just quickly, because it, it covers over for me, because I've mentioned this before, and I'm sorry for yeah. telling you again loads of times, Ryan, but I used to go and see the, the reserves every week for free. I loved it. And um, mm-hmm. Andy Cole, I saw Andy Cole play, you know, all weeks, week after week in the Arsenal reserves around that sort of time. Mm. And uh, I genuinely said to my mates, he's going to play for England one day. He's that good. <clears throat> and obviously he did. He went on to bigger and better, not bigger yeah. and better things. That's the wrong thing to say, but he went away, from the, years, away from the club. Yeah. Um, but silly question, no Nimeth. I'm sorry, mate, but that's there's only one for me. It's like Ian Wright every single day of the week. Um, but it's Colonel made a question, and Nimeth comes in and says, Andy Cole's a better oh, player. Oh, sorry. It's Colonel that plays. Yeah, Nimeth yeah. says, Andy Cole's a better player, but right, he was, better, was better for Arsenal. Well, yeah, but right, he was just right, he wasn't he? He just so much more to him. I mean, yeah, Andy Cole wasn't a better player, never, but he had a better career in terms of silverware, one mm. because of where he went. Mm. But if an absolute prime Ian Wright was a much better player than a prime Ian Andy Cole, I'm sorry, but he was. Mm. You know, you can't forget the fact that Ian Wright came to us so late in his career. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, 27, 28, whatever he was, so I can't remember the exact age. But he was getting on a bit when he came to Arsenal. He started his football career so much later, as we all know. We all know the story. But there was no better finish and no better the striker on his day than Ian Wright. You know, Andy Cole was a goal machine for a, a certain you know club, certain two clubs mainly. Mm. Um, because of everyone that was around him and everything, he just ran on to and scored goals for fun as well. But I still think Ian Wright was a, a better all-round player than Andy Cole. Yeah. Even though Andy Cole, like I say, had a better career uh, with regards to the, the amount of trophies that he won at United. Hmm. But I would choose Ian Wright every day of the week as my striker. Uh, now for a question from and this is from them. If he says Alan Smith or Ian White, love them both. Yeah, I mean, why do you why do you have to choose? <laughs> I love both. I I completely concur, Nemeth. I love them both as well. 
and they both complemented each other so well. And, Ian, and Smith, Ian, I've just said a piece about Ian Wright. Alan Smith was one of the most underrated players as well. But, I mean, mm. the service and the he gave Arsenal was just phenomenal. And he always seemed to be overshadowed by other players. But you ask so many players from around that era who was one of the best strikers around, they all say Alan Smith, his first touch, unreal. You know, he, the way he held the ball up, you know, his mm. role he played in the 1989 title success, in the winning goal for that 1989 title success, the mm. way that he's flicked it through to Michael Thomas, who was charged, happened to be charging through the midfield at the time. It was just phenomenal the way he touched mm. it. In that high-pressure moment, that high-pressure situation, the way he controlled it and flicked it over to mm. Michael Thomas was just phenomenal. And that's him all over. And he wasn't just like a a target man that he lumped the ball forward to for a headed goal, although he did that brilliantly. He had a great touch as well, and um, he scored some brilliant goals. I mean, one of the best days I've ever had. I've mentioned this before as well. That's why I want to win the Europa League so much this year, because it's been so long since the last win. But the last win that we had, that goal he scored in the final, mm. Alan Smith, to win it for us, was a brilliant goal. Yeah, Fantastic turn and volley. In one movement, you go and watch it on YouTube if you haven't done so already. Anyone, you know, if you're younger people listening and watching, if you haven't gone, just go and look it up. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. A great player, mm. but you know, obviously, you know, he gets like I just said, he gets overshadowed by a lot of other players. And Alice Smith, because he was, you know, this scene is like a you know, just a, a boring player, but. You know, personality-wise, he wasn't as sparkling as someone like Ian Wright, you know, and that's why everyone loves Ian Wright, because not just because of what he did on the pitch, but because he's funny and he's a, a live wire and it's just great fun to be around. So, um, yeah, I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> that. <laughs> I, I do love them both, because Ian Wright's always going to be your favourite, isn't he? Ian Wright's always been good, but mm. I, would, I, I don't want to be talking down about Alan Smith as well because he had a great career at Arsenal. Um, mm. And I mean, obviously, got into the England team and did brilliantly as well. Yeah. Uh, another question for coming. Before we get into Stuart's final question, the big thinking question. <laughs> uh, Colonel, sorry, he's saying, would you, take, would you have taken Petit back if he never went to Chelsea and wanted to come back? But that's the thing, he wanted to go to United initially. He even said it himself. He never wanted to go to Chelsea. He wanted to go back he wanted to come back to England but play for May United because May United was interested in him. <laughs> uh, he's, he's never looked back on as a proper legend of the club, is he? Being because yeah. of wasn't here long he enough, says he? he wasn't here long enough and he also he says some I've say some crap since he's retired, doesn't he? You know, yeah. he's he's not he never comes across as particularly fond of the club. Um, even though we, as a club, really made him as a player and shoved him into the limelight, so he got his big moves afterwards because mm. of the trust and faith that Arsene Wenger put in him, he just wanted to go straight away. As soon as a Barcelona came calling, he was off. Yeah, not a, not a second thought. So no, fuck him. I, I don't see him that way. I thought he was a great player at the time, but. 
I don't look back and think he or he's a proper Arsenal legend. He was in a great Arsenal team and he was fantastic for us when we had him. But since he's left, like I said, it, he's just, he's got a very high opinion of himself mm. and he just talks some utter garbage, if I'm honest. And also by so, then, let's be honest, by then, if we'd, as a midfield, we'd already moved on. We'd mm. brought in Adu, we'd Ray Parler as well. We was working perfectly without him. And if you if you fast forward, if some Gilberto then as well, didn't we? Summer two thousand and two, we buy, we bring in Gilberto as well yeah. after the World Cup. That's that time, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, well, we've got the much better end of the deal getting Gilberto in. Yeah. Oh bloody hell! This is a question. <laughs> How long <have> you got? <laughs> what do you think of Robin Van Persie? Um, oh, could have been a could have been a. Yeah. He was a great he was a great player. He had a couple. He had, Two standout seasons over, the ten, over ten, nearly, nearly a ten-year span. Pretty much as always, any other time injured, when we needed him most. And a bit like what he said about Petit, since he's left and retired, he says some daft things about why he left, and it's always like contradicts the first the first story. It's always something oh this happened or that happened. It's never he's it never takes responsibility for that situation. And. I don't, it just seems like he has a more of a fondness for Man United. You know, he was only there for like one successful year, and obviously it's the second season. He was obviously the second year he was gone because he fell out of the manager at the time. Because he knows he's burnt his bridges with Arsenal fans, and they all called him a snake. That's why. Among, at the time, amongst other things, yeah. At the time, I absolutely adored him. Mm. You know, he was, and we put we stood by him through thick and thin as a club. And Arsene Wenger did. Well, as I say, they might have treated him as a son. Hand. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And he always gave, gave him new contracts during his injury at the time mm. as well, you know, putting his yeah. faith in him. Um, and when it came to sort of paying the club back for all of that faith they put in him and all the wages they paid him whilst he was crippled, mm. he buggered off again. You know, he went to, and I famously said a few times, that um, I stopped watching Arsenal for a, quite a long time after he left the club because I was that pissed off about the whole situation. Hmm. Selling our best players summer after summer after summer. And then when we sold him for not a big amount of money, really, to our biggest rivals at the time, our biggest rivals, not just at the time, but our biggest rivals for the last decade or more, 15 years, I was just so bitterly, bitterly disappointed with the whole situation and with the club mm. that I just stopped watching us for quite a long time. And I'll never, I'll never forget that because I lost a lot of time supporting the club that I absolutely loved for my whole life. But I was that angry. I just couldn't bring myself to watch games for, for a long time after he left the club. So he burnt his bridges with mm. pretty much every Arsenal fan of that era and um, sullied any good work that he'd done. But at the time, wow, he was genuinely one of the best strikers in the world, wasn't he, for mm. that period of time. But everything he hit was a volley over his shoulder, and it went straight into the goal. You know, it was just unbelievable technique. Um, but we sold the league title to Man United for £21 million, pounds, whatever it was. We mm. literally gave them the title, because if we hadn't done that, and if we'd have had him for that season, 
there's no chance on earth that United would have won the league that year. We would have won the league. So we would have had another league title under our belts by now if we hadn't sold our prized asset to our main rivals for £21 million. You can tell how angry I am about it now. You mm. know, you know it's all those years ago. I'm still pissed off about it. Because was was the, the league title worth £21 million to Arsenal? Of course it it could have changed the whole direction of the club again at that period of time. If we'd have won, become league champions again at that point, um, it's one of those, it's one of those um, sliding doors moments again that we could have had. You know, if Eddie hadn't broke, sorry, if Eduardo hadn't broken his leg that time, if you know, if this, if that, but if we hadn't sold Robin Van Persie, we would not have. Sorry, we would have won the league that season. Yeah. It still gr grinds my gears to this day, and that's why I find it so irritating. And I just go on a rant about it all the time because it's just, I, if that's one thing that I could ask Garson Wenger, if I could sit down with him for an hour or so over a coffee and have a proper, proper heart to heart chat with him, that's the first thing I would want to know about all that situation with Robin Brown Percy uh, because it just really pisses me off. And we never found out the real reason from his book or anything. No. What happened? Why would he do that to, to Man United of all clubs? Why would he sell him to Man United? No, exactly. I, I don't believe that in my heart me. of hearts. I do not believe in my heart of hearts that he could have given the green light to that on his own. I think he, it must have been something else from the club that pressure to say, we've got to do it. We've got, got to, or they came to him and said, we are selling Robin Van Persie to Man United. I just can't believe in my heart of hearts with all the history that he had against Alex Ferguson and Man United, why he would do that. Sell our very best player to them. Yeah. No, make no sense whatsoever. Sorry, but it doesn't not make any sense to this day. Well, no, especially at that time, is it? Hey, at that time, we had a squad good enough to compete on our day if we just got that again consistency we were consistently in in a positive sense winning our games of week in week out we could have we could have changed Man United that seat man remain United Man City that season and won the title ourselves that particular mm -hmm. season obviously Fergie then goes off and goes out in the high but that's sort of literally him then him going the way he did knocked us for for a year it took us out for because obviously he didn't compete for a title then until the 13 14 season and even then we fell off just shy in the end. But um, that 12 13 season, we could have literally been a year, obviously that season gone there with Van Persie, with the team that we had, bringing in, bringing in the players we brought in as well in Santa Cafour. Santa Cafour and Van Persie would have had a fucking field day in that league, them two together. Mm. Um, they brought in Giroud as a backup to Van Persie to give him some mess fight for certain games, this, that, and the other. We just brought in Podolski. So, this whole thing of oh, we didn't, they, they were showing lack of ambition. We just well, can't have done because Podolsky was, I know for a fact, Podolsky was signed for, signed for Arsenal in like February of that year, going into that, going into that summer where he left. We yeah. got Podolsky on the book, like on, all done and dusted. Um, Giroud came in just after France got knocked out of the Euros. It was all but all but done, sorry. And, um, pissed off about it, yeah. It's just, 
it's, 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 it doesn't make sense. I don't understand why even now, even with Venga gone, either with his book out or the DVD or something, no one seems no one involved in that situation wants to come out and say who who spearheaded that and who allowed that, who gave the all clear for that because it just made no sense. We were strengthening, we were literally, as you say, gave the title to United. We knew what they, everyone knew what they needed because they had a lost the title the year before. Mm. And we just went, okay, there you go. Then it's, just, it's completely, it was bizarre to me then, it's bizarre to me now. And as you say, when people, when people go radio, radio silent and don't tell us exactly, even now, how that all came about and why it went through and why it had to be to them of all teams. If we'd sold them to Madrid or Barcelona, whatever, we used to, used to Barcelona making our players at this point. That would have made more sense, but to, to go to a low, not just anyone, but to Man United, it just pissed me off at the time. And I was like, no, no. And you could tell the, the players that season, it, it affected them. It, and definitely, certainly the likes of Giroud and obviously being fast tracked into being a, a starter basically for a year in advance. Mm. And that didn't bode well, but then obviously, as I say, 13 for the 13 for the season, we, we did challenge, but fell short. But also, we we did we did eventually in the the, the, uh, the nine year drought of a trophy. Yeah. So it sort of counteracted, and then what also pissed me off with Van Persie just when we move on was the first game he played against us and he scored out at Manchester. Didn't doesn't celebrate. Fast forward the year, the following season, he scores against us and goes celebrating. Mm. I'm like, yeah, that's, you've been a scene. That's choosing, and no, 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 just because you don't like the fans because because you, you didn't tell the fans how you wanted. How you wanted things, basically, how things fucking went down. So no, I don't that, that doesn't bode well on me. But um, we're going to wrap things up soon, guys. Oh, oh going a minute. Um, do you want to do Stuart's question? Do you want to do Stuart's yeah. question? Yeah. Well, there's another question in there about striker as well. We put that as the first yeah. one for the next show. The next time, yeah, which will be in two um, weeks, by the way. Yeah, it probably will be. Um, I'll let you know, depending on what time I get home on next Sunday. Mm. Um, I might be able to do it, but I'm, I can't guarantee it, so I'll let you know. But, uh, yeah, let's just do that uh, one what? from Chappers. It says, uh, do, do wasps think? <laughs> well, oh my God. wasps are, pr alongside flies one of the most pointless and persistent and annoying creatures on earth. Now, what, what you've got to decide is, do they do that on purpose? Because <laughs> if they do, then they must think. Because it just keeps, I mean, certain flies from wherever you are, wherever you are in the world, are more persistent than others. I mean, when I was mm. in Australia and India, I had the worst flies that you've ever seen. They just they land on your face. And no matter if you go like that, they just don't fly off. They just stand there. They just like stay on your face. So you mm. literally got to keep scraping them off. And then they land on your face again. It's like it drives you absolutely. You, can't, you cannot tell you how annoying it is. But... Um, Wasps, obviously, when they're the biggest bugbear of any summer down the beer garden in the park, aren't they? <laughs> Especially this week. 
<laughs> I know, and they, they just absolutely take joy in driving your, making your afternoon a misery. But you have to make up your own mind as to whether they do that on purpose or not. Because uh, if they do, then they have, of course, they do think. Because they know what they're doing. Oh, uh, so maybe it's one just to leave the viewers and the listeners to actually think about themselves as to whether they they think that they purposely go out to make your life a misery in the afternoon, mm. a beautiful sunny day in the public beer garden, or just in general. <laughs> oh dear! Well, Tahib's Tah- Tah- a fan of wasps. Apparently, he says wasps are lovely. Bless them. Wasps aren't lovely. Bees are lovely. I absolutely love bees. They're not wasps. Wasps are just uh, are bee tech bees, aren't they? They're just they they, they <laughs> offer no. I mean, bees make honey and stuff. Wasps do nothing, absolutely nothing apart from sting you, and and dive bomb your beer. <laughs> yeah, I can't be more about you, but yeah, that, was just, that was just so random earlier. Putting the group chat, guys, announcing the announcing the show's on tonight and all that. I'll get your questions in now. Obviously, they came with these questions, which we touched on, and then Stuart just, Stuart just comes up just before we're going live. Do 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 what think basically. <laughs> And as I say, as we're alive, as whilst we're alive, he then goes, "No, serious question." We <laughs> yeah. can't expect anything less from Chappers. Oh no, not at all. But I think with that, guys, we're going to wrap things up. Um, Pete's lovely as well. Says so. He likes, but he likes both. There you go. There's a, there's a variety in itself. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're going to wrap things up, guys. Obviously, Andrew, what have you got coming up after your holiday on your channel? Oh. It'll be, I say, I'll let you know on next Sunday whether I'll be able to do this show again next week. Um, if not, it'll be the week after, as you said. Uh, but then my next show on my channel will be the Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, after get another win in the Premier three, League. Three wins on the bounce, possibly so, top if City drop points. Yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> But yeah, so Tuesday week will be uh, back on from Dial Square to where. Please go over there and give us a subscribe and uh, and tune in for that one. Yeah. Um, I'll be back tomorrow, guys, for the podcast review, the reaction, basically, what we're going to call it, for the the, uh, Arsenal v Leicester yesterday, the 4 2 win. Uh, Guess to be confirmed uh, officially. Uh, let me know soon, hopefully. Touch wood. Uh, that'll be around half seven UK time anyway. Uh, keep, your, keep your eye out for that. The audio for this is going to be up in the next half hour or so once I get that download sorted. And then the download for tomorrow will be half hour after that show. But yeah, that'd be that for catch it live. It'll be half seven here on the channel. And then, trying to think now, rest of the week is uh, played by year. Probably Thursday, you'll see me again then for the last couple of episodes, two or three episodes of the documentary, or nothing. Then another podcast on Friday for previewing the Bournemouth game. And then the Bournemouth game five is a 5.30 kickoff, so do a watch on for that, you guys. And match of day later on, a few hours afterwards, I'll do the match of day stream. And apart from that, 
that'll yeah. be that for the week unless anything else pops up that we need to talk about but apart from that guys enjoy your rest of your morning evening or afternoon wherever you are in the world uh yeah thanks for obviously coming along guys and keeping us uh busy in the chat keeping us company and some great questions as well as as always even Stuart, if you're watching this back even your question <laughs> the best of the bunks that was um yeah see you soon and as always up the arsenal come on you gunners come on you gunners <laughs>